Hello listeners, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover, Season 2, Episode 17. This week we are talking about our new manager bounce, we're looking at the looming double game week in 24, we've got a festive book exchange, and it's other tip from the Far East. Come on! Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover. We are back. Rob, new happy year. new year. New year, new year. <laughs> same us, same yeah. you and I. We spoke last in December and um, still no Will. I know. He's still avoiding me. I'm starting to take it personally. He reckons he's on honeymoon, but I don't know. I know. he's. Yeah, it does seem a bit suspect, doesn't it? Yeah. He's tweeting a lot, posting those yeah. stuff on Instagram. Um yeah, he's just trying to rub it in my face. Yeah. yeah, you guys need to reconcile. This is, you know, New Year, New You. Yeah, exactly. So, 2020, how was your break? It was Festive very, season. very nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, lots of family, lots of food, lots of drinking, lots of football. Yeah, um, was, wasn't there? Tons of it. Did you it's did t- you indulge in some of the Amazon stuff? Um, not Amazon, but I yeah, I have the odd bit on my phone while I'm cooking and stuff, so that's quite handy. And I, I've got to that thing where the football is so back-to-back, the kind of... Boxing Day to New Year's Day, and the, you know, a couple of days between games, it felt really empty when you had to wait more than two or three days for yeah. the game, didn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? You get so into the rhythm of it. I felt that 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 fixture round on uh, the twenty eighth just yeah. came round, and that yeah, it always surprises me every year. But I had the thing I was watching Arsenal uh, on Amazon. Right. My phone has a Sky Sports app, which was set up, and the alerts on the Sky Sports app were going off about five to ten seconds before the action was taking place <laughs> on the screen with Amazon it was so annoying living in the future yeah, yeah living in the future and it was all bad news oh, as well that's never good is it? that's <laughs> no. never good you don't want that it's, early it's good to be back you know we're yeah. getting it's crunch time new wild cards are back in play aren't they yeah so, optimism that. regular Few- fixtures there's a double game week coming up, which we can uh-huh, talk about. Yeah, we'll get we'll definitely get to that, and there'll be some new signings in the coming weeks yeah. as well. There's already uh, me uh, Minamino. I Minamino. never that is gonna Minamino. be a tongue tongue twister it for is. me. Yeah. But uh, there's already one at Liverpool, and I'm sure there'll be a few more incomings. Yeah, and we are ready to drink beer without alcohol in it. Oh yes, by the way, we should say we don't officially uh, endorse Dry January, we don't disapprove, no. but we're not, we don't want to beat people's brows who might like to get through this dark, horrendous month <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with a cheeky beer every now and then, yeah. but well, on today's show we're going to be drinking some low or no alcohol beers. We are, keep our sanity intact. So, first up, I have former fantasy football favourite, Lucas Digne of uh, Everton. Um, Ancelotti had an impact there. They've got some great uh, upcoming fixtures with Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle and Watford. So, 5.7 million, but definitely potential for attacking return. Second one, Ishmael Assar of Watford. Um, again, new manager bounce on Nigel Pearson. Great form, two goals, two assists in the last four, and only 0.8% owned. And last but not least is personal favourite, Lucas Fabianski. Uh, back for West Ham. Uh, clean sheets already. Six saves against Leicester. Um, they've got great fixtures and a double game week. Go Rob. Excellent. Staying with West Ham, Angelo Ogbonna, 4.5 million, 1.4% owned. They've got Sheffield United, Everton next, and then they've got a double game 
game week. Then Gerard Delafeu at Watford, 6.1 million, 2.5% owned. They've got Bournemouth, Tottenham, Villa and Everton next and are very much inspired by a new manager. And then Joe Gomez at Liverpool, seems to be starting regularly, 5.2 million, 2.5% owned. They've got Tottenham and Man United next, but then they have a double game week. <coughs> Something of a theme there, Rich. New managers. New managers. New managers yes. coming in, making an impact, and uh, double game weeks as well, which I didn't realise till the other day, yesterday maybe, that there was a double game week close. Yeah. So game week twenty four for those that aren't aware, let's open a bit, is um a double game week for both Liverpool and West Ham. Yeah, both teams in great form as well. Well, West Ham after one game, but Moyes yeah. has had an impact. They won in the cup at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. You could say actually this is uh, Monday the 6th we're recording, so Good you'll points. be listening hopefully on Tuesday the 7th or there or thereabouts. Yeah, and the West Ham defender was also tipped by Will from Far Ashore. Oh, yes, who do Will like the sound of? He liked the sound of uh, Flaming Moussaka. Flaming Moussaka! <laughs> Where's my Flaming Moussaka? I'm hungry. Um, yes, and well, it's a bit of a gamble, a West Ham defender, but they're very cheap and Moyes is. Usually known, isn't he, as getting a solid defence yeah. out there. Yeah, he'll get them organised. Well, he's already shown a bit of that, but I think they'll be more so. And many of mine are very low-owned, good differentials, as they say. Um, Jared Delefeu, often inconsistent, but maybe under Nigel Pearson. Oh, he's a funny one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so I picked um, Saar, um, who's playing in the front three with him, with Deeney back in the side. And Yeah, Delefeu is one of those players, isn't he? He'll get you 13 points one week and minus one the next, yeah. potentially. And he's a forward now. I think he was a yeah, midfielder last season. He which was. I think makes it a bit trickier. But Joe Gomez, I think, is definitely. He's a great shout. If you haven't got a Liverpool defender, and that's five point two million. You, I it, mean, he might get rotated for a double game week, but at the moment he's starting alongside Van Dijk. And their their record since he's been starting defensively has been the best it's been all season. I think basically between now and game week twenty four, anyone who hasn't already, their game plan will be to get three Liverpool players in for sure. I yeah. mean, most people have probably got. Trent and Mane or Trent and Salah or yeah. a combination of Robertson and or Mane Salah um, but it's just to get that third one so Gomez is one I'm thinking about actually Yeah, so. um, I was sort of tempted by Bobby Firmino but he's just so inconsistent the dream is to get Salah and Mane for the double game week isn't oh, it? that's tough financially I know it's yeah but we just um, tempted to sacrifice Kevin De Bruyne we'll get onto it on the look forward yes, but, um, we will. I think that's a, a good tactic but yeah going back yeah. we're going to talk a bit more about new manager bounce aren't we so best worst managerial impacts quite an interesting one to research wasn't it yeah it was a really fun Hard, one harder to find the best I think easier to find the worst oh, the worst ones are great there's a few they? tragedies out there aren't there but Which, should we should we start, start the best start with the positives yeah have you got what, who do you, you go for on that well for me it was easy and very pleasurable to yeah. pick um, Mr. Monsieur Arsene Wenger who is obviously yes. a personal hero of mine um, yeah I think th- there's been a lot of managers who've had huge impacts at clubs but to have the kind of impact he had over a really sustained period and I think only now after we've kind of come out of the melee of the last few seasons or the difficult well difficult last half of his, his reign really um, you can sort of reflect back and actually go 
it was an incredible job he did. So he took over in October '96. Um, right. This was season, well, two seasons after George Graham had been sacked uh, around bung allegations. Arsenal finished 12th, appointed Bruce Rioch, who played a pretty unpalatable brand of football. He did bring in Dennis Burkamp, which will forever be his great legacy at the club. Right. But it was fairly uninspiring. He did finish fifth as well, but he had a bit of a falling out with the club over transfers and with David Dean. He was sacked. Pat Rice took over as caretaker. And they went to appoint uh, Arsene Wenger, and it took a while to get the appointment through. So we didn't end up taking over till midway through October. Uh, and I think it's fair to say all the fans were fairly perplexed. Uh, Johan Cruyff had been the outstanding favourite for the job, so there was right. an expectation he was going to join. And then this manager, who'd been at Nagoya Grampus 8 in Japan, turned up in his yeah. oversized suit and his <laughs> terrible glasses uh, and headlines such as Arsene Who. Um, and everyone was a bit miffed, really. But in his first full season, he well, he he finished third. We finished third that season, level on points with Newcastle in second. And then his first full season uh, delivered a double, um, overturning an eleven-point lead uh, from Manchester United, and just transforming the style of play at the club. Yeah, unbelievably, adding the likes of Overmars, Vieira, Petit, and Elka to a back five uh, and as well as Ray Parler and Ian Wright it just transformed the nutrition and the training methods and I think the moment that really summed it up well a couple of moments really summed it up one that struck for me was that that season the game that clinched the league title was um, at Everton in a 4-0 victory and the fourth goal was a delicate lofted chip over the back four by Steve Bold for Tony Adams <laughs> to surge past chest it down and then strike a half volley with his that. left foot yeah. um, which for anyone who'd been watching Arsenal through the early 90s would could not have fathomed that ever happening with, yeah. with those two players in particular what, um, all I was thinking throughout that what, what was his English like when he started Oh, perfect! He, yeah, yeah, it was perfect was, from day one. Yeah, because I remember he always came across as really switched on. That's quite rare, isn't it? It sounds like a daft uh, xenophobe yes. or racist, but it's often you know, particularly back then. Yeah, in '96, well, he was foreign manager in the Premier League was quite often with an interpreter, and yeah, pretty rare in its own right. Anyway, wasn't and it? he was Arsenal's first manager from overseas. Um, and then obviously through his reign like the first half it was spectacular uh, like came came close to the league again before delivering another double in um, 2001-2 uh, winning the title at Old Trafford which um, Arsenal fans and fans of Sylvan Wilthord in particular will always remember yeah. followed another FA Cup in 2003 before uh, going the league season unbeaten in 2003-04 which is quite remarkable another FA Cup in 2005 Champions League final in 2006 in Paris which was heartbreaking um, and then we moved left Highbury he's yeah. a key protagonist in that move from <coughs> Highbury to then Ashburton Grove now the Emirates Stadium um, and then there was this sort of period of instability including a couple of cup final losses um, and the financial limitations sort of a bit of a miss I think what happened was his philosophy of kind of getting amazing players building great players telling them to go and play and express themselves and creating this kind of vengable style of irresistible attacking football everyone else sort of caught up a bit everyone yeah. else employed the same nutritional yeah, yeah. training tactics um, and we languished but you know at the end of his, his career he delivered three FA Cups in four years ending the nine year trophy out with a really ropey game at Wembley with Hull in 2014 <laughs> going 2-0 down before winning 3-2 in extra time 
then thrashing Villa 4-0 the next year and then a really amazing 2-1 win against Chelsea in 2017 which was his seventh FA Cup win for Arsenal more than any other manager um, and yeah. I was there at his final game uh, he decided to stand down in April 2018 and Arsenal beat Burnley 5-0 in, on May the 6th 2018 uh, he's seen out by a guard of honour having delivered three Premier League titles seven FA Cups two doubles and an invincible season and possibly changed the English game forever yes so that's why he was my best and he's here now to thank you <laughs> thank you for his intro yeah, and here he is trying to zip up his coat. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us that season yeah. after season. It was three or four years, wasn't it? Yeah, I just see the cameras trained on the dugout, just waiting for the January fixtures. <laughs> Some unfiddled with that, surely. Uh, but yeah, no, that is a, that is a incredible record, and you for, you forget quite quickly, don't you, that how much he did and how long ago it was as well yeah and just uh, that sort of longevity in the modern game is, is, is unlikely to be repeated yeah how well, about you Rob well, you come across well actually while we're on the subject of our club shall I do my worst who was a Crystal Palace manager yes um, <laughs> for the 2017-18 the beginning of the season he was employed in the summer uh, Frank De Boer and um, at the time was seen as a pretty exciting appointment yeah I remember uh, thinking this is great for Palace yeah and uh, it seemed like you know a pretty positive move for a team like Palace and um, he lasted four games uh, we Crystal Palace played four one zero drew zero lost four scored no goals oh. conceded seven um, <laughs> and it yeah. was I was I was there at the first game and it, he was you know clearly trying to play the the play it out from the back football yeah. with a team that weren't really conditioned to it and centre backs trying to pe- beat people on, in, in their own half and it was horrible to watch and it just it just didn't change and you know you can't you, you can't blame the manager I'm sure there are other people who wanted him to play that style of football yeah he was under certain pressure but You've it got was to be pragmatic haven't it you? was painful and it was just the stubbornness I, I particularly remember that game and uh Wayne Hennessy refused to take a short goal kick and lumped it long and someone flicked it on to Zaha who got through on goal and just missed and he got he got a telling off from the touchline yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't allowed to do it again but um, yeah I mean not he didn't he didn't sign a great deal when he, in that summer um, but it was just you know when, when a manager's there all summer in the pre-season you'd imagine that a team would be able to adapt and play a certain style of football but unfortunately not and yeah his record was it was Palace's worst ever start to a season. Wow. So yeah, pretty harsh that he went after four games, but sometimes I think Yeah, if it's just, wrong you, you just, just gotta got, make the change. You just gotta move on, haven't you? But um yeah, so he was I, he was one of my worst and I'll I'll go on to my best next. Did you did you get another best or did you get a worst? Uh I had I had another best, we can stay on the positive, which um was Gus Hiddink. Remember mm. him? So a bit of a well not journeyman, that's probably a bit harsh, but a man he's managed Lots of places, um, lots of different countries. He's national manager for Holland and various others. But he um, he was the manager for South Korea at the 2002 World Cup. So he'd, he'd done a couple of visits to South Korea um, and got friendly with some people in the South Korean FA who asked for his advice on how to approach the World Cup they were jointly hosting with Japan. And they ended up appointing him and their sort of dream ambition was to finish or get through the first round yeah uh, and he ended up taking them to the third fourth place playoff yeah, which is course. incredible right just absolutely remarkable and he is um, 
he's an, I think he might be an honorary citizen of South Korea. Really? He gets free flights on South Korean air whenever he wants to travel. <laughs> he's basically it's pretty much erecting statue the, time. Was that was that South Korea Uruguay? Was that the game when Suarez handballed it and celebrated oh, when it? the penalty was missed? Was that? God, was that that World Cup? I think it might have been. May have been. I remember it was. I remember being uh, last year at uni for that World Cup and. Like the games, some of the games kicking off at six a.m. Yeah, sort of get up and sort of maybe start drinking then. Yeah, and the games will be done by about maybe it was a late twelve, one. maybe no, done by about two. I think the third game. Yeah, and then you just what do you do with the rest, <laughs> the rest of the day? <laughs> it's a nice problem to have. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, totally. Um, shall I give you my best? Yeah, go on. It's actually the uh, the best start by a manager in the Premier League, and it is uh, Joso. Chelsea, yeah, your your favourite, um, the man we'd rarely speak of. But in the two thousand and five two thousand and six season, um, they won their first nine games of the season, which is a record. Um, and yeah, they played. They beat uh, Liverpool four one. Um, they beat some pretty decent teams, and then they got held to a draw by uh, Everton in October. And um, it was a, they won the titles back to back, eight points clear that season, as well of, of Man United who were in second. So, you know, when you look back, he did have a great squad, but winning your first nine games, yeah, in and the Premier League as a new manager, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, he had a, he did a, a reluctantly had a massive impact. I remember um, uh, Chelsea were basically Arsenal's bunny team for donkey years. Right, I like, just couldn't buy a win against us, and then. When he took over, well, just a series of painful defeats and Drogba humiliating various centre backs playing <laughs> <laughs> the Emirates or Highbury. Yeah, so Tottenham fans, I'm afraid, you know, it was a good start for what two games, but <laughs> didn't quite get the same impact that, that Chelsea <laughs> yeah. had yeah. 15 years ago. But never mind. I had a, an interesting worst of um, from a man I didn't even realise had managed. Uh, so this is Claude Claude and Elka. If you remember him, the uh, sometime DJ, yeah. sometime football agency he, brother. Of yeah, Nicholas. he was his agent, wasn't he? I remember yeah. him for that. I didn't. He's he was my, a manager. Yeah, most famous for um, just engineering a move to Real Madrid from Arsenal for twenty-three million pounds and being very divisive between club and player. But um, he was briefly manager of Wraith Rovers in Scotland so, and this is in 2004 I had no idea this had even happened and basically they, they had um, a player manager called Antonio Calderon big shout to player managers we love them Yeah. and he got uh, he got them promoted from the old Scottish second division up to the first division and he just about kept them up in his their first season there and basically Claude and Elka turned up for the final game of the season in the director's box and all these rumours flew around uh, and he was looking to invest 200 grand in a football club Wraith were desperately in need of uh, financial investment, so they split the board apparently, but they accepted his offer to, to buy into the club and he appointed himself as director of football. Uh, then Calderon, the then manager, announced he was going to leave, so Anelka assumed, uh, <laughs> assumed charge of first team affairs as well. Um, and apparently he brought in this raft of players from the French lower leagues, including some people from the amateur Parisian seven-side <laughs> teams. Just player after player after player, 15 players. Um, he said, in France the leagues are stronger. You can't compare the divisions in Scotland to those in France because there's much better quality over there. The first division in Scotland can be compared to the fifth division in France. Which might be an inkling as to as to where where, where he got it slightly wrong. Um, and how long did he last? Not long. 
So they played two cup games. Uh, they were outclassed by third division Albion Rovers, beaten 2 0 in his first game, and then Stranraer dumped them out of the League Cup 2 uh, 1. Uh, results fails to improve. Uh, they started with a striker called Nisimba Lusamba who appeared for just that game and was never seen in Kirk Calvary again. <laughs> more players came, more players went. Um, they 3-0 loss against Clyde. Uh, the assistant manager, Dave Martin, left the club saying he couldn't work with the current regime. They brought in a new assistant called John Hollins who had a big impact apparently. They drew 1-1 with Airdrie. Uh, but then lost consecutive matches. He resigned saying, I'm out of here. I can't work with Anelka. Then they lost 3-0 uh, to St Mirren, making it Wraith's worst start to a campaign since 1962 and the worst ever start to a Wraith Rovers manager career. And that uh, St Mirren game was his last in the duckout. So he watched the next game from the director's box while the assistant took place, uh, another defeat, 2-0. And then after that game, he issued a press statement saying, right at the start I knew things were going wrong I quickly realised there was more to the game in Scotland than I thought and I also knew my knowledge of the game was not enough to fulfil my over optimistic plans I signed players that I thought were of better quality than the ones I already had at the club but I was wrong it's been very hard to listen to the abuse and jeering of the fans but it is understandable I'm the first person to realise they love their club with a passion and then that was it he left and yeah. never uh, never appeared again. That's great, isn't it? I love the fact he says right from the start I realised I was wrong, but I still hung around. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All my mates in from my French seven-a-side team. So bizarre. So uh, yeah, yeah the, the the then chairman um, said uh, it w- it split up the board. Um, he resigned. The club were bottom of the league. So it's complete shambles. The whole debacle probably put the club back three or four years. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Claude oversaw one point out of a possible twenty-four. Ouch! I had no idea. That is uh, pretty grim, and I, I, I found a great worse as well. Do you oh, remember uh, 2015? Um, it was John Carver at Newcastle. Do you remember John oh, Carver? I do. Yes. Yeah, he was a, the assistant. He was yeah, he was assistant. Um, they were tenth when he took over as caretaker manager. They were two points behind Liverpool, and they were as close to third place as they were to relegation. And as caretaker, he lost three matches and drew one. And then Mike Ashley gave him the job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, under under Carver, they um, they were dreadful. He was there for he took nine points from sixteen games. Wow! And he was once quoted as saying, um, "I still think I'm the best coach in the Premier League." And yeah, he, he lost twelve of their nineteen fixtures. I mean. Unbelievable, and that he stayed there for that long as well. And just a quick mention to our friend who we mentioned last season, Jan Seward at Huddersfield. Oh, yes, yes. When he was mistaken, someone else was mistaken as him. Yeah, they interviewed him on Sky, didn't they? Yeah, the 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 crowd member. His record. So he took over. When did he take over? Um, They had uh, sorry, they they had eleven points from twenty three games. And they ended the season with sixteen points. Oof, yeah, his great, his record was lost, 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 lost. One one nil in stoppage time. Lost, 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 lost. Drew, Drew. <laughs> that is stinking, isn't it? It wasn't like there were particularly signs of green shoots or anything. No. Um, I, found, I may have found someone with a worse record than that. Oh, yes. This is Jim Fallon, uh, again, revisiting Scotland, yeah. uh, a manager of Dumbarton in 95 96. His record was this played 36, won three, 
drawn two, lost 31. Oh, oh. There you go. What a record. He's now a physio, apparently. Is he? Good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He found his niche. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. There you go. So, obviously a few of those managers were appointed since we last spoke pre-Christmas and have made a decent impact, which kind of has inspired that conversation. And in our last episode, we were talking about long-range goals. Oh, Feels yes. like a long time ago, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah, long time, long-range. Long, long time for long-range goals. Um, and I actually had a, someone get in touch via our Instagram at Steve1984. Who um, Steve mentioned a goal which I completely forgot about as being a long-range goal, but it, it very much was uh, Zlatan against uh, Sweden versus England in 2012. Do you remember that? Was that well, was I think that it was at Wembley. Wembley. Yeah, it was an overhead kick. It was a bicycle kick. Yeah. Joe Hart rushed out outside the area, sort of headed the ball to the left-hand side of the area, and he just swiped a massive boot at it over his head, and it went. Yeah. That was quality. A, that was. Bizarre, but a brilliant guy. But an absolutely so. brilliant guy. He's at Milan now, isn't he? Yeah. He moved there from the MLS. See, his statue's been getting tortured. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he's getting cold. isn't it? Yeah. It does seem a bit. It's in Malmo, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so it's his hometown boy. Yeah. A bit angry. He is a, a divisive character. That's though. true. But yeah, thank you for that, Steve1984. Did you I did, yeah. Actually, on, on New Managers as well, Janie FPL wrote in asking if we're enjoying both Carlo Ancelotti's eyebrow and his bromance with polar opposite Duncan Ferguson <laughs> which I thought was quite nice uh, I, I only noticed the eyebrow yesterday after oh, it's so good, the isn't cup it? games yeah it stays up a lot doesn't uh, it yeah mostly raised yeah um, and it is a funny kind of like not Beauty and the Beast but it is a kind of funny sophisticated Italian and the gruff Scott combination in the dugout which is are they, quite nice yeah are they getting on I haven't really noticed I, I think too much so. about I think Everton that. are given Ferguson a long term contract to, have they? to I, I presume stay as assistant manager yeah so yeah hopefully that works out yeah I, that wonder was... what they, I wonder what they talk about I know Duncan Ferguson giving him tips how to defend your property from burglars maybe <laughs> <laughs> in that area we Just... also had um, had a couple other bits um Charles Charles Dassonville, uh of Francais got in touch um, say, and this is a while ago it may have even been last season we mentioned clubs that have gone a record distance for away games right clubs that have gone thousands and thousands of miles he wrote in to tell us that um, amateur side uh, J.S. Saint-Perios are from the Isle of, island of Reunion um, they travelled 6,000 miles to cause a French cup upset by knocking out um, second division Niort Six thousand miles. miles. That's most of the planet, isn't it? Yeah, that's too far. Yeah, that's that's big. And then the last one, uh, Dave Chase wrote in to say, enjoyed our rivalries episodes, and when he was watching the FA Cup game between City and Port Vale, he wondered if Tom Pope versus John Stones would feature in an updated list. Ah, So this was good, wasn't it? I don't know if you saw this. There's a bit of history. So Tom Pope is uh, Port Vale's number nine. And after... uh, uh, was it England in the World Cup? Yeah, it was yeah. England in the Nations League after oh, they Nations got beaten League. by right. Holland. Right. Uh, he, he tweeted uh, after John Stones had made a couple of errors playing, saying he would score 40 goals a season if he played against John Stones every week. Yeah. And then he obviously came up against John Stones at the weekend. And he scored. And scored. Good luck. I mean, they did lose 4 1. But he said um, they, they, they dragged him in, the City players, uh, to the dressing room to meet everyone, and yeah. John Stones wouldn't speak to him. 
Really? Pied him, apparently. <laughs> he pied me. Uh, he said it was a bit awkward. I shook his hand, but he wasn't too happy. Yeah. We had um, some correspondence from Antigua drawing our attention oh, to did, that as well. we did, didn't we? Yeah. Who's this guy? Because this... Uh, <laughs> I won't reveal his name, but yeah, he, he said something about... The, um, he mentioned Scotty Carson's teeth, didn't he? Oh, he did. He In said... the same train of... Of tweets or something. Yeah. I think he was very complimentary about our Scotty, uh, yeah. saying that he took a time out to talk to him and, and show him round, and, and he was the uh, only player in the dressing room with worse teeth than him. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of Scotty, he has been in touch. All right, lads, Scotty Carson here. Honour and a privilege. Happy New Year and all that. New Year, New You. That's what they say, don't they? <laughs> anyway, lads, I hope you've had a great break. I've had a great break. Thanks, lads. Yeah, honour and a privilege. New Year's Eve. Great laugh. Had a great night out. Keep it to yourself. Great night out. Me and some of the lads. The Silver Brothers, Bernard and David, went out with them. And Carl, me and Carl Walker, we've made our peace. Uh, had a right laugh. I did some jokes uh, for the Silver Brothers about gold medals instead of silver. That was a good laugh, that. And uh, yeah, we had a great night, lads. Honour and privilege, 2020 zero it is. So, big year ahead. Got a New Year's resolution. Gonna try that new Atkins diet I keep hearing about. And uh, yeah, got a few more I'll tell you about soon. Uh, keep looking after yourselves, lads. And uh, speak to you soon, 2020 zero. Oh, oh, Scotty. He's a good fetter, yeah. isn't he? I, want, I worry about him sometimes, but he sounds yeah. like he's in a good place. Yeah, slightly deluded, but seems chipper, doesn't he? Well, he's going on the Nigel Adkins diet, which is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. which I think he'll probably serve him very well. Yeah, yeah, I think it could get him into the first team, couldn't it? <laughs> it certainly could. He follows that diet for a little while. Hey, Rob. Yes. Got a gift for you. Oh, oh have We've you? Got a little exchange. I've got we? a present for you. Do you want yours first? Football book club. Yes, please. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Peter Crouch, look at that face. Thank you very much. He's uh, a beautiful man, isn't he? So, Peter Crouch, how to be a footballer. Yeah, you yes. can learn from this actually. Thank Apparently, you. at the end, you're guaranteed a professional career, which is good. Excellent. Thank you for <laughs> and, that. And you've got me someone I've close got to you, my own Yeah, heart. there you go, there's your book. Oh, the Romford Pele, it's only Ray Parler's autobiography. I know. Classic. It's great artwork, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. I'm quite quite here. He's a bit of a personal hero, actually. So I very much look forward to reading that, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about those two books on yeah. the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back next week and pull out a few of the finer quotes from there. So yeah, Christmas get, Christmas get, reading. If you like if anything you've listened to, do get in touch on the yeah. socials, and um, you know we'll talk about it on the show. Yes. For my captain this week. Yeah. Yeah. I choose. Toddler Captain Tips, we had Elliot from Whitstable, yes. age six. I did briefly think he was five. <laughs> <laughs> he chose Harry Kane above Marcus Rashford for game week 18, way back when. Uh, and they both got two points. Disappointing. Another draw. Lots of draws this season. Yeah, too many. Kids. That's number four or five. Yeah. Kids, maybe the parents need to get a bit more Captain creative in the, choice, in the parameters, or the kids yeah. just need to up their game. Yeah, one or the other. So, what are the current scores? 11 10. 11 kids. 10. So, it's really close. Yeah. Really close. Slightly ahead. So, I went even further abroad, a sea, uh, 
for the toddler captain tip this week our friend Lawrence Thompson who lives in Hong Kong oh, wow. who is in one of the, our other mini leagues uh, asked his two year old son Louis this does go on a bit so we might dip in and out of it um, yeah. but let's see how young Louis got on with his decision so these guys that's Radisson and this one's Vardy. Vardy? Yeah. What's Vardy doing? Well, scoring lots of goals when he's not away from his team. Yeah. But he's just a baby. He has a baby? Yeah, that's Vardy. Vardy. Yeah. What's Vardy doing? Well, he's happy to. He's scoring goals as well from outside the area. Outside the area? <laughs> What's Elf doing? What's Elf doing? So this this goes on for a while. Uh, Lawrence and Louis have this conversation, and Louis tends to respond to most things with, "What's that for doing?" Uh, I mean, "What's the penalty area for doing?" is a great yeah, question. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I like Baddison as well. But Lawrence kept his uh, patience to get the answer, so we'll dip back in. Yeah. So he likes both of them at the moment. <laughs> Which one do you choose? Oh. Madison. Who else is that? That's Fardy. Fardy. Still torn. <laughs> Still torn between the two, both Madison and Fardy. Fardy. So Lawrence is applying the pressure, trying to get to the answer, and uh, yeah, we're nearly there. But, you know, it's a tough decision, isn't it? Why did you choose Vardy? And that. Why did you like him? So that that goes on for a little bit longer, and unfortunately, Louis doesn't ever reveal why he chose Vardy, but he went for Vardy in the end. Well, it's a good choice, isn't it? Yeah. I think he could have backed a winning horse there, especially if he's back and rested. Yeah, he has, he's just been rested, right? Because he's had a kid, as Lawrence mentioned. Is that, is uh, that yeah, right? I think he had like a tight calf or a tight oh, or something like that, but like a precautionary well. one as well. Yeah. They didn't want to aggravate it. So you think he'll come back in? Yeah. Game week twenty-two, and so thank you, L- young Louis, for that. Yeah, thank um, you, Louis. And we will try and one day answer that question of what's the area for doing. <laughs> that's a very good question. Maybe VAR can give us the answer. <laughs> yeah. We'll consult them. <laughs> we um we should have a little look at our leagues. Yes. Um, do the roundup. That's a very um, good idea. So in our, our public league, fantasy football hangover league, it's that main man. Joffa Lamonaco still top with his magic mushrooms. Yeah, I've read over Christmas he's like in the top five thousand in the world now. Is he really? Yeah. God, we got we got a, a winner there. He's we? into the thirteen hundreds now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, isn't that it? is impressive. Um, and there's no change at the bottom either. Peter Gathanthi's Tusker Baridi FC are still propping up the table. Peter made five transfers this game week, taking a 16-point hit. So, uh, and he got 38 points this week as well. Say, not not terrible uh, if you you know had the hit on. Um, but in the All-Star League, how are we looking? The celebs. Is it still the bros? The celebrities, yeah. The cheating co-managers, Barney and Jack Whitehall, are still leading, but they're slowly being caught by Kelly Summers, who I saw interviewing Harry Arter 
yesterday after his wonder goal for oh, Fulham. Oh, that was a great goal. Yeah, she was at Craven Cottage uh, having a chat with Harry Arter after the game. And she's second, uh, only 22 points behind Ooh, Salt and Come Pepe. on, catch the brothers. Yeah, and the then it's a nice green. fluid flow of myself, you and Will, all the fancy football hangover hosts Absolutely doing brilliant. right. And our, our biggest, highest scorer was... Um, I can't see it. Oh, do you know what I noticed uh, former guests are doing quite well yeah, they I noticed are, Max Hellier oh. and uh, Kevin Baird of UMI at 6 and Tom Stab Tom Stab of uh, of Monkey Tennis uh, Alan Partridge podcast fame got 84 points oh big score well yeah, done Mr Stab that's massive isn't it um, um, and at the bottom uh, presumably Chris Gull has 14 points 14 points <laughs> and captain is Glenn Murray <laughs> one day <laughs> still Glenn Murray <laughs> one, one day, day. One day that will work. <laughs> Never mind. I wonder, will Glenn Murray play in game week 22? Yeah, will he play? He's, maybe he'll be the sort of player that goes somewhere in January. Possibly. Starts banging him in for... That'd be a championship know. club, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. Because they've got Mope Brighton, haven't they, who's actually looked really decent this yeah. season. So Glenn Murray's getting on for like five minutes every yeah. now and then. Yeah, no mind. It'll pay, it'll pay dividends at some point, Chris. It'll definitely pay dividends. Yeah. So game week 22... We've got another Friday night kickoff. Friday, yeah. Yeah, Sheffield United Friday. hosting resurgent West Ham. Yeah, that could be uh, 1-0. Oh, I, get, I was going to put money on a 2-2 two, two uh, two, two. No, I'm going for a 2-2. Two, two. Where will the 2-2 two, two be? Yeah, what's, what's your favourite on that? Um, I See, I'm confident that at some point Liverpool are going to slip up. I hope so. Uh, and I'm not saying they're going to lose their, their massive lead, but I reckon two or three games mm-hmm. might not go their way and it could get a bit... Wobbly, uh, you know, if they have a major injury to one of their sort of four-star players, so maybe I'll go for that being a two-two. Uh, Saturday, five thirty, Tottenham hosting Liverpool. Oh yeah, uh, I'll go for that as being my two-two. That could be very entertaining. Um, I tell you what, the, the teams you want to play at the moment are probably Bournemouth and Burnley, aren't they? Yeah, and you've Burnley. got Man- Nig- Nigel Pearce's flying Watford away Nigel at Bournemouth. Pierce. Yeah. Uh, and Man United he, at Norwich. He'd, he'd hope, I mean, Man United very unpredictable, but Chelsea been Norwich wobbly, haven't right. they? But I guess a home game against Burnley is probably just the tonic for a, a team that's wobbled a little bit. Yeah, and I'll be attending Crystal Palace versus your beloved Arsenal. Oh, how do you feel about that one? Uh, I think you're playing really well, and uh, we're not playing so well. So we normally get outclassed by Arsenal. So I don't see any reason why we won't be again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, we can't score goals or get many shots away. Because um, I noticed that in the cup game against Derby, I think we had two shots on target. Did Connor Wickham score? Uh, he scored against Norwich. Oh, was it Norwich he scored against? Which actually on the cup thing, did you notice the 0-1 kickoff? Oh, thing yeah. On all the scheduling? Cause yeah. I kept looking at it thinking, is that them like trying to stick two fingers up to Amazon, moving all the fixtures <laughs> around? Well, I was curious because after this, I'm going to Arsenal Leeds because it's Monday night and it's a 7.56 kickoff. Yeah. Just to give everyone a one, one minute extra to get there. Yeah. Uh, really late. <laughs> but no, so you, you knew the answer to this because I didn't know. I did, I yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's a mental health campaign, so it's to encourage, uh, I was going to say audience, well, I guess it's audience really, but to take a minute to reflect on their own well-being and mental health. Yeah. Which is quite a nice campaign, but I, I didn't see a whole lot about it. Or it's just one of the guys next to me at the, at the ground at the weekend was saying, that's why. Yeah. I reckon most people use that to have a quick wee for kickoff. Yeah, I mean you can. You're kind of reflecting on your health, aren't you? Whilst you're an well, eighteen, empty, empty your bladder. <laughs> yeah. How am I feeling? <laughs> Nothing bad coming out there. 
Um, yeah, so that's um, yeah. Where I've got, I've got two transfers in the bank. Oh, nice. Who, which who is you always thinking? a reassuring feeling. Oh, my my punt is Traore at Wolves. Yes, um, I I've actually got him in now. Bought him okay. in over Christmas. Been a bit erratic, but they've got Newcastle this weekend, and they've got Southampton after that, and then they've got a lot of big teams: uh, Liverpool into Man United. But Wolves often do well against big teams. Don't yeah, they? they do. They like. And did you see? Um, Adam Atreori put something out a picture of him flexing his gargantuan biceps no. saying you'll, f- you'll find this hard to believe but uh, I don't do weights I just gain muscle mass very quickly not buying That's... it for a second no. <laughs> <laughs> <It is> <laughs> I really want to gain some mass like that very um, quickly I might go for him I might go for the Gomez thing at Liverpool that we discussed Yeah. and then the other one is uh, everyone's favourite I believe you have uh, Daniel Ings yeah, he's Daniel unstoppable. Ings. At the I have Jimenez, who I'm slightly reluctant to get rid of because he's nah, pretty stick reliable. With him. Yeah, but Daniel Ings is in good form and a lot cheaper than Jimenez, so that's that's where my head's at at the moment. What about you? Have you got transfers in mind? Uh, well, I've got one, in, uh, and I want to move towards three Liverpool players. So I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to do it yet. But I th- Joe Gomez might be the man coming at the back. Yeah, I'm looking at. I mean, Everton's fixtures are great. I'm still not convinced by them, but yeah. we mentioned Dinya earlier. Sidibe is also playing as a wing back, and he's a little bit cheaper. He's picking up bonus points as well. Yeah, because he's putting a lot of crosses. Fabianski as well. I want to bring him in at some point because he's just my favourite FPL goalkeeper of yeah. all time, really. And I love him very much. Yeah, and I think um, I've got Pope at the moment. Brighton have got some tricky fixtures coming up, so that's quite an obvious one. Burnley. He's a Bur- he's Burnley. Oh, Burnley. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Burnley just stinking the house out, so you kind of don't probably want any of their assets in. They've got the game against Chelsea, which is a tough one. Yeah. Um, but exciting time, as you said earlier. Wild cards, new wild card is active, transfers coming in. Do you have a tip for that if you're going to use your wild card in January? Oh, not yet. I haven't quite figured out. No. I, quite figured out. I, I always like to wait till the end of January just because. See who's been signed. See who's been signed. Yeah. I saw um, Laporte's back in training yeah. for City and he had tweeted back in training finally still don't captain me for your FPL team on the next game which might be disappointed <laughs> which was good see a little bit he, of banter his price must have gone down a bit wasn't it it must have been because it was around 6, 6.5 I think he was a 6 wasn't he but yeah. then they, they, they're they shipping goals anyway um, yeah I think once he's back and fit he's definitely worth a look at um, he is oh 6.3 so he's still pretty expensive but I guess he's one of the few that starts regularly isn't he yeah he'll when, start every game fit. I'm sure once he's fit but I did read somewhere that um, oh, it's game week 4 he went out oh was it that far yeah. away I read somewhere that Pep uh, there was a theory that Pep having conceded the league already is really going to be concentrating on the Champions League um, and may kind of rotate for what would be a full team refresh whether it's going three at the back Right. Um, someone said John Stones could be a likely victim of that he's found himself on the bench last couple of games after coming back from injury Yeah. Um, so you never know he might but when once, once Pep listens to this podcast and hears that Liverpool are definitely going to slip up for two or three games oh that's true he might change yeah, that he might change, yeah. he might change his mind you heard it here first Bear of the Week Bear of the Week um, we should talk about beer now yes broad choice <laughs> did, did you have a beer of the week from our broad choice I had the Bavaria uh from Holland 0.0% alcohol lager I actually think that's quite pleasant yeah it was nice 
Got to be cold. Always got to be cold. A zero beer for some reason. Yeah, they 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 lack a little bit of like the bite. Yeah, you know, at the end that little bitter bite that you get from the hops. This one's not too bad at all. Actually, I quite enjoyed it. And are you doing any kind of New Year's resolution? Health kick. No. Long-term goals. No, I sort of tend to rail a little bit against it and do the old "I'll drink when I want and exercise when I want" thing. <laughs> so I'm a petulant it's teenager. All about moderation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, you don't, I mean, after the Christmas excess, I don't really want to eat until my sides feel like they're going to split and, and drink <laughs> until my kidneys ache. Anyway, so I'll just do a kind of form of self-moderation on that. How about yeah. you? If you got, I try and do Monday to Friday no booze uh, in January. Nice, but it's not particularly strict. If I fancy a beer on a Thursday, I'll have one. But yeah, that's my aim because you got to have something to look forward to at the end of the week. Yeah, completely. Like listening to this podcast. All right, we'll be back next week, won't we? We will. Yeah, and Will's still away, but we'll be back next week, and then I think we'll be back with Will in time for that double game week. It's quite possible, isn't it? Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Review my daddy's podcast.